purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. And welcome to the uh, second episode of Cash Daddies. Oh my God, how time flies. I can't believe it's already two episodes. I can't believe it. Joining me is my good friend and and soon to be yours, the man, the myth, the legend, Howie Dewey. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Still breathing, baby. Still breathing. So why don't you give him a little update? You uh, got AIDS second time. You got air AIDS. And uh, you believe... You think you are the first person in the history of mankind? I don't believe that to be true, but you have gotten it twice, and uh, you're feeling better. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Rough week. Fought a little bit. I had a couple nice temperatures, but uh, wasn't as bad as the first time. Not as bad as March. Uh, this one was just longer, more aggravating. March was intense. This wasn't too bad. COVID number two. Yeah, dude. You uh, you got the original fucking COVID. The straight out of fucking China COVID. That's what That's you got. Right. You got the hard hitting shit. That shit. That shit still had the taste of bat on it. That's how fucking fresh that was. That was right out of the lab. Yeah, right, right out, of the, out lab. of the lab. Right out of the lab, bud. You got heckled by someone. They sprayed it on you at the fucking right. club, and boom, you survived. And now you're back. Um. So real quick, man, uh, thank you for all the kind words about the show. You guys seem to enjoy most of it, which is very cool. Very thankful for that. The biggest complaint about episode one was that YouTube ran a bazillion ads on it. So I had a couple of YouTube people take a look at the the, the video. We haven't put out the audio. We uh, The audio's on, um, I think it might be on Spotify right now, but I haven't really put it everywhere because i have uh detective 47 is making a murder uh intro for us a lot of you guys know tim fall hat if you love that intro just know that that is uh that's who made that intro was uh detective 47 he is on it now and uh, i want to give him a shout out i'm going to put his uh how to contact him if you have a podcast or you need some uh some heat on your your some kind of music he's the best for he's a great He's a great, great DJ. So uh, hit him up. But he's putting together a, a nice little Cash Daddy's intro for us. And the logo's almost done. My friend Zoltan, out of New York, by the way, uh, is working on that. But the biggest complaint was about how many ads YouTube put on it. And when my friends went and looked at the thing, they say they've never seen so many ads put on a video. crazy it's crazy and here's the thing i i here's so let's get into some financing here i think rogan leaving youtube has hurt their numbers absolutely, absolutely. i mean dude you're talking howie you're talking a guy who's putting up three episodes a week of three hours an episode right yeah and and some of those episodes are getting up to 20 mil. So we'll say 10 mil an episode, right? Views. Gone. Just gone. Gone. That's got to sting a little. It's got to sting. It's got to sting a lot than a little. It's got to sting a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so that's it. But uh, did you get any feedback at all, Howie? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
went smooth. I got uh, people just saying, look, when's the next one coming? Uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, this thing's going to go because once we start having some uh, crazy guests from Wall Street on here with some amazing stories, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be pretty damn amazing. A lot of shit going on. Uh, the NHL has, uh, I, we got a whole script we're going to talk about because we got some things about, I wanted to bring in the NHL, ha, said they're going to lose uh, billions of dollars this year. Billions. And then, so was the NBA making or losing? And then you got the Nets because you're in New York. The Nets get J, uh, James Harden, right? And just from a tax point of view, dude, Dude, he takes a huge hit. He goes from a state with no tax to a state with to a city with three taxes. Yeah, he's going to be paying uh, the seven percent state and whatever the city is. Cities, I don't know what the city is, three or four, but it's put it this way: half, probably a little more than half of everything he, he makes is gone. 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 Thirty All million. because he gone. wanted out, dude. I mean, like he wanted to go to New York. It's like. If I if I'm hardened, I'd be like, get me to Dallas because I yeah. I can still be in the same tax zone as I am in Houston. Right, exactly. No, it's crazy, and a lot of people don't even know if uh, if Rick Ross, I mean James Harden. Uh, <laughs> that's another conspiracy theory. A lot of people think that the Nets just really got Rick Ross. Um, I mean, dude. I mean, Fat Harden, Fat Harden could be Rick Ross. A lot For of people sure. think it's him. Rick Ross, sure. Rick Ross has developed a jump shot, and he's going to be playing at Barclays uh, next week. I don't know. We're going to wait and see. The funniest thing is I'm listening to people on NBA radio because, you know, there's just everybody's got an opinion. I was with some guy arguing that, that Kyrie Irving has the right not to work because all of America's not working. I go, yeah, that's true. But you know what all of America's not doing? Going to Canada to Drake's birthday party. That's, you know, it's like, if you like, I want to stay home because that's what they do with the bubble. I want to stay home. That's one thing. Going to a fucking another country, the party with a rapper isn't being health conscious. No, man. And if you don't think, you know, if you don't think Kevin Durant behind the scenes wants to kick his ass, you, you, you're, you're not paying attention. Kevin Durant at this point is like, got to be like, what are you, what are you doing? You're just yeah. leaving me out, hanging me out to dry. Hanging um, me out dude, to dry. I think being, teaming up with, with, uh, with um, Kyrie Irving's got to be like dating your favorite porn star that you see just do the filthiest pornography. And then you're like, why are you cheating on me? You know, it's just like, well, this is what I do. This is what I do. That's my thing. And hey, you know so, what you were getting into. For sure. I mean, Corona's affected everything. One thing it's definitely affected is I can't get a haircut, dude. I can't get a freaking haircut, dude. And I had a buddy of mine and I love him. That's his wife. She got Corona. She didn't feel well. Now she's coming off it and she's like, do you have Corona? I go. And so I'm, I just, if someone's super conscious, I want to deal with it. But what is with hairstylists suddenly being the most nervous human beings? These chicks all did blow off the fucking toilet seat at the bar. Like, and now you're worried about cutting my hair? You were doing fucking blow off a toilet seat. You got to, uh, you got to show that lit again. You got, you got John Kerry head. That's what like, that you, mean? Got, you got Democrat head. That looks like uh, Secretary of State head right there. That's uh, 
That's a Secretary of State head, right what to the side saying? of the uh, What are you saying? I have like founding father haircut? That kind of is, man. Yeah, you you got to let that thing grow another three, four months, man. Oh, God. Seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I can't find anybody to cut my hair. I'll pay top dollar, dude. I, I'll dude, pay you, top dollar. I'm not I'm not making this up. You let that beard grow another four inches. You you could you could play Abe Lincoln in the next fucking vampire film. Oh, I thought shit. you were gonna say I could play for the Nets because I'm as fat as Harden with a beard. <laughs> you got the Abe Lincoln look going. I got that Abe. So uh a lot of great things going on. I appreciate it. we got a couple questions at the end. One more time, everybody. We are two comedians, okay? We're discussing financial investments. If you want to invest, know there is risk, okay? And if it was if it was guaranteed, everybody would be doing it, all right? So you have to invest at your own peril, okay? You have to do your own research. Don't take our words for anything, anything, okay? But we're going to have a fun conversation about it, and we're going to get into it. Uh, okay, so let's get into this. We have the inauguration coming. A lot of people are pretty sure Biden's going to do it. I still have questions. That's a different podcast. Uh, I want to get into how do elections, Republicans, Democrats, how do they affect the market? And do they affect the market? That's a great question, man, because that comes up every four years. Um, look, they've done studies. They've looked at the past hundred years. And the bottom line is, it doesn't matter who the president, it doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat. Look, markets are gonna do what markets do. Nobody gives a shit about politics. Look, we just had a huge thing, uh, the Capitol building, uh, whatever the hell it was, a coup. Got crazy there, got nutty. What's the market done, what the market's done the last few days? They've gone up, Exploding. nobody gives a shit. Yeah, the bottom line is they, people wanna see earnings. They want to see companies making money. When companies come out with good news, they say they got a good, hey, they don't give a shit if a fucking bomb went off. The market's going to go up. So, you know, we used to tell people, it doesn't matter if, if you don't like this president, do you still like money? Because look, during Bill Clinton's eight years, the market went up every single year. Was it because of him? Hell no. Had nothing to do with him. Just a good economy. And that's the way it is. But... Let me ask you something. So why why does uh, an economy crash then? That's always a lot of different reasons. I mean, uh, you look at 2008 and all of a sudden the, the everyone got wind of the, the whole mortgage situation and the fact that maybe uh, tons of people own houses that, that couldn't pay on them. Um, you know, the old, you have to have 20% down, that wasn't working then. If you had... 5% and maybe a couple stocks in your IRA, you could get financed for a half million dollar house. Um, you know, a lot of the mortgage backed securities, they found out they weren't worth shit. Uh, everything hit the uh, fan at the same time and, uh, and the market went down eight, 9%, I think over a couple days. Well, let's also talk panic. about gold, Golden Sachs tanked the, the economy purposefully. Purpose, purposely. Okay. A lot, a lot of people think that. What do you mean a lot of people think? It's a fact. They <laughs> they they created a real estate portfolio and, and they told and we we talked about this before, you know, it's like 
I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode, but I know we've had this conversation about just they want you to sell. So sell, 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 regardless of whether it's going to do bad or not. And Goldman Sachs got their, their, their uh, what are they called? Uh, you were, if you work for Goldman Sachs, you're a what? I mean, if you, if, if you work for the company, uh, I mean. What was your job? I was a financial advisor, but you okay, got, you know, so- within Goldman Sachs, you got financial advisors, you got analysts, you got investment bankers, which pretty much that's 90% of everything. We weren't, we were retail. But they got bro. their financial uh, advisors, right? Telling people to invest in this portfolio in which they took real, they took insurance out in the motherfucker and it's because they knew it was going to tank. Well, that, they- that had part of the, that, it wasn't just Goldman Sachs. It was all of them. They, they were all doing that. Um, right. And, and that was the whole mortgage-backed security. It was a fraud. I mean, yeah. it, it was a fraud. You had, you had uh, federal home mortgages and you had Fannie Mae and come to find out these things weren't worth shit. Dude, um, Fannie Mae is the worst name ever. I mean, that's not even a good stripper name, Fannie Mae. And you got Fannie right in there. It should be a good name. Why would anything be called Fannie Mae? That Fannie sounds Mae. like the worst farmers. That's like someone you meet on Farmers Only, right? Fannie Mae would have been like a stripper in uh, like an old Oklahoma, Oklahoma City town back in the 1830s. Yeah, that's like the senior citizens where it's like, this is the last stop. Yeah. You go into a saloon and you buy a drink and you and Fannie Mae gives you a kiss. That's this is how- where you like you pay them not to dance for you. This that's is the bar question. where you pay them not to dance. Right. So Fannie Mae was a stripper up in Oneonta, New York. <laughs> Silver Dollar Saloon. So so here's the thing, dude. So we we so they 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 put this portfolio together and fully know it's gonna crash, and they put insurance on it, and then they make bazillions off it. Okay. My whole thing is like the thing that killed everybody was something called an adjustable mortgage. Do you know about adjustable mortgages? Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about adjustable mortgages. Well, versus fixed, I mean, adjustable mortgages, the the actual interest rates moved. I mean, you could you could uh, you couldn't you weren't locking in at three, four, five, six percent. You you would adjustable mortgage. You would start off your interest rate might be seven or eight percent. Uh, six months later, it was 12, uh, a year and a half later, you might've been paying like 14 and a half. Yeah, I know. And to me now, the the reason you get an adjustable mortgage, if you're like, okay, dude, you don't have great insurance or I mean, you don't have great credit, so you can get an adjustable. But I think an adjustable is just meant to F everybody. Why, why are we getting like adjustable rates? Why don't I just get our rates so I know what I can pay so I can pay this off? Because I have my own theories on that too. Well, here was a huge problem. This was a huge problem with not only 2008, but in the late ni- 1990s, uh, early 2000s was that, look, the stock markets were hitting all time highs. So you had a lot of individuals that their IRAs would go from say 10,000 to 30,000 or somebody would give them $10,000 in stock because the market went through the roof. Now it's worth 35, 40,000. So these people didn't have money to put down on houses. So what did the brokerage houses do? Uh, the big the big daddies, they'd come in and say, look, here's the deal. Give us your stocks. Give us your $40,000 $40, stock portfolio. 
we'll use that as a down payment and you can buy the $700,000 house. That's what they would do. So here was the problem. What happened when all of a sudden we had a huge correction? 2008, market drops 30%. Your stocks just dropped 30%. You get a little thing called a mortgage call, mortgage call or I'm sorry, a margin call, where now the brokerage house calls you and says, hey, Sam, we got a problem. Uh, your original down payment, which was 40,000, uh, now it's only 28,000. So you got to come up with another 15, 20 grand in order to keep the house. Now what the hell happens? You know what making payments? The, the house goes into foreclosure. No, those, 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 those monthly payments, your down payment, your down payment started decreasing and decreasing because it was in relativity to the market. So that original, the equity in the home just started dropping. Not only that, when the market started crashing, 2008, what happened to people's houses? People's houses, the value started dropping. So all that equity that you had in the house, it's going lower and lower and lower. Now you gotta come up with cash to offset that equity. Hence, foreclosure time. And that's what happened in 2008. Tons and tons of these houses got foreclosed on. And then well, the balls you, just start rolling. Well, also, dude, it's like, you know, we've talked about this on my other podcast, Tim Full Hat. We've talked about uh, fractional reserve banking and like how incredibly, insanely diabolical that is. It is the most, if it wasn't so evil, in my humble opinion, it would be the most brilliant thing ever if you actually thought it was meant to be done for good reasons. And the reason I say that is it is literally they're taking monopoly money and they're bringing back in real assets. Right. So, so once, once Nixon got us off the uh, gold standard and he put us on the Saudi oil. Okay. And they backed the dollar with Saudi oil. And the reason that was crazy is because you could literally print as much money as you want because there was unlimited oil. Whereas with, with gold, there was only so much gold. So we started just printing money. So the banks decided they were going to have it. So you would put, you would, uh, they could loan out $10 for every dollar they had in it. Now today, they don't even have to have a dollar in there. They can just make up money, dude. Just print it. So, so they give you this money, right? Here you go. Here's your money. Boom. Take it. Enjoy it. All right. So you, you take this loan with these insane kind of uh, terms, adjustable mortgages. And all of a sudden you get your mortgage and it's, oh, your payment is $7,000 this month. And some people can't afford that for sure. Now you're panicking. So now you, 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 for, you get foreclosed on. Now the bank, after giving you fake money, now takes in a real asset. Now they have a real asset, which is yeah, a banks house. Been, banks have been screwing people for years and years. And I mean, you know. Jesus fought the bankers, man. Jesus fought the bankers, dog. I know, I know you're a pagan, Howie. I know that you worship the dark arts, okay? But dude, shape-shifting Jesus went to the market, kicked over the table and said, you're, you're charging interest on money. And look where we are right now. The world is in heavy debt. It's all about interest, baby. All about interest. That's why you got to make money in the market to offset that interest. 
You got to make money in the market. That's the ticket. But back to the original question. No, man, elections, uh, huge. Sometimes they affect the market short term. But, you know, you look at September 11th. That's a pretty good example. We were down. We were flat for a couple of years. And then from 2002 to 2008, that was a six year bull market, baby. Things go up. Long term, things go up. For sure. So uh, you live in New York. I live in California. Uh, one uh, California is the world's fifth largest economy. Yeah. Okay. New York is the tenth largest economy in the Suck world. New York in the world in the world world. Yeah. That's Seriously. huge, right? Yeah. So uh, these Governor Momos we both have these fucking knuckleheads. They they are basically the equivalent of world leaders. Who's better? Let me ask. Who's better, Newsom or Cuomo? What are we What are we arguing about? Who's weirder in bed? Who's? I mean, who, I mean, Cuomo has nipple rings, but there's no way that Newsom doesn't get pegged. There's no way. I have, dude. Anyone that hungry for power likes to get demeaned and belittled with a pegging. So that's my. I'm gonna take Newsom. Yeah. Okay. Newsom. Newsom. So Newsom's probably got. I think Newsom's gonna run that state into the ground quicker than Cuomo. Cuomo at least came out two days ago, or no, last week came out and said, listen, uh, may have made a mistake, may have shut things down. We're going to open stuff up as quickly as possible. Not only that, we're going to sell weed. We're going to allow sports betting. Who knows? Uh, but you don't think that's interesting that's happened right once Biden's supposedly get inaugurated? You don't think that think just happens to line up? A lot of people feel it's not a coincidence. <laughs> A lot of people think it's not a coincidence. Well, I don't I mean, know. What we're seeing, dude, is like, seriously, generational wealth being lost. This That's state. why. I mean, you got to open these restaurants so these families can run these restaurants. And they can hand these restaurants down to their children. New York State has gotten crushed. And, you know, he's, right now, I guess we're in the short term, we're $15 billion in debt. Uh, he's asking for federal, yeah, the fe you know, the federal government will give us probably a couple bill, uh, but he's got to make up money and, you know, sports betting. Is it ethical? Who gives a shit? It, it's, it, you, you throw it in with the lottery. You can make some money up there. Um, weed. Why wouldn't we make it? I can take a train across the Hudson river and I can buy weed right now. Cause it's legal. Is that so, the craziest thing, dude? That you yeah, New Jersey, do? New Jersey is is past all this shit. They're already progressive going, and we're sitting here over here starving. No restaurants are open. Nothing's open. New York's a ghost town. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine what it must be like when I drive around L.A. at night. I fucking, I mean, I love it. There's no traffic. So where I record my show with Brian is on the other side of town. It's so much easier to get there now be to the new studio because there's no traffic. It's like night and day. It's crazy, dude. The yeah. 405 used to look like, I mean, like people would take pictures of how much. We were talking 12 lanes, bumper to bumper. Now it's not even close to that. I mean, it's, there's still traffic, but not to, to what it used to be. And... I don't mind it, <laughs> but no. I want people to have you, you, you have to explain to me the purpose of Amazon fresh being open and, and my hairstyle, I have to go, like, I'm trying to get a, an abortion in fucking 1940. I gotta go to a back alley to get my haircut done. 
Or, or how about this? I can't go up the street to my favorite bar restaurant and walk in where normally there'd be five, maybe 10 people in a place that holds a hundred. I can't go in and have a burger or anything, but I'll tell you what I can do. I can go up the street to Best Buy where I walked in tonight looking at all kinds of microphones and shit. And there was probably 200 people in there. Yeah, right? I mean, five feet yeah. apart from each other like this and like, I, crazy right. doesn't make sense i want to get into that because that starts getting into stuff that uh you know is another show and stuff like that just because i mean you're totally right dude so i mean like i just want to i just want to stay on this because i could be barking about that and then this is gonna get this show flagged so i just want to get off on that okay how far back do you think this whole thing has set us Ooh, that's a good question. How far man. back that's has Corona good. set us, in your opinion, yeah, economically? Man, you know, that, that's a great question because... Thank you. That, that's where you're going to get... You have so many experts fighting on that. A lot of people say, you know what? If we open things up now, uh, we can get back to normal economically in a year and a half, uh, two, three years. You got other people who are like, no, man, this set us back five to 10 years. Um, and, and you know what? My answer to that is, holy shit, time's going to tell. And it's going to be how quickly can they reopen things? How much money is this federal government actually going to give small businesses to get kicking? You know, if they give the if they give these small businesses, uh, especially some of the ones where you had tons of businesses and, and restaurants that were just opening the week of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I heard so many stories about that. I had a guy who was opening a bar restaurant down the street like March 15th. He was getting ready to open and they shut it down, uh, what, March 18th. So how much money is the government going to give these? Give them a little stimulus. Let them get rolling. Let people get tourism's the key. Even in, in L.A., you, you got to reopen everything. We got to let tourists come back in. They got to start spending money. Uh, hopefully, uh, and the, on the positive answer to that is let's hope one to three years. Well, I mean, the fact that they're saying they're going to reopen New York totally. I mean, you were yeah. both comedians. That's got to be like huge for you, right? I mean, it's you're going to be able to do stand up, but what does that mean? Open totally. And is everybody suddenly going to be like, I got it. I, I guess we can go to the club. We can just hang out now. Let's all just pack ourselves in here. No, man, it's not going to be like that. It's, let's say they open things up at 50% capacity. That basically means you're going to be lucky to have a quarter percent in there. People aren't going to be flocking into big cities. Not until this, you know, until you literally see the numbers of this Corona just about disappear. You know, then it's, it's like anything else. It's like any other pendulum or chart. It's going to slowly swing back. Maybe in two or three years, you know, we get back to normal. It's going to take a while. It is going to take a while. And I think there's a lot of people who also think this is a great time to jump in to owning like a bar or a restaurant or any of that stuff. What are your thoughts on that? dude? I think, and that'll go back to that. Look, man, that goes back to being a contrarian and, and contrarians in the market make money. Uh, you know, you, you never want, you never want to buy something. I heard this from a, from an old broker told me this. He said, listen, when your friend's grandmother calls you and says, hey, 
I, I love this stock Tesla, man. It is a hot stock. I want to own some. When she calls you and tells you to buy it, that's when you want to sell it. I mean, you want to buy oh. restaurants. You want to buy a restaurant when people say, why would you buy a restaurant? Everything is shut down. It's the worst time in the history of our economy. The dumbest thing you could do to be to buy a restaurant. That's when you want to buy a restaurant. Why? Because that's it's you're a control because right now you take your normal restaurant that let's say they wanted fifty thousand a month and I'm and I'm actually using a specific restaurant up the street on Seventh Avenue. A year ago, they wanted fifty thousand dollars a month to lease it out. You could come in, take it all over, buy it for fifty grand a month. Today, they want twenty three thousand a month, and they'll give you the first eight months free lease. Okay. No, I don't even know. I think you, I think you get a better deal than that because number one, I can't. Who knows when I can put people into the restaurant? I can't put them in now. It might be another four or five months, but I think you could even tell. I could even you could get that guy down to twelve or fifteen grand a month. So I think it's a great time if you can go in and lock in a 12, 15 year lease on a bar restaurant. Lock it in at 75 percent less than a year ago. And things do come back in two or three years, you're gonna make some money. That's very interesting, dude. That's very interesting. Buy when everybody's selling and sell Absolutely. when everybody's buying. That's the key. That is the key. When, when look, man, when the whole world, when you turn on CNBC and the market's up 500 points and, and people are buying new cars and extending themselves and everybody's getting rich. And everybody's a genius when it comes to stock picking. That's when you want to you want to fucking sell everything. Sell everything going to cash because a crash is coming. And when when the world's coming to an end, like in 2008, when the market dropped, what, 60% in, in a couple of weeks, when, when the world's coming to an end and there's war starting and oil's going through the roof and the stock market is, is done, it's never coming back. That's when you want to take out every penny you have and buy. Okay. So we're going to get into some buying right now. I, I find it interesting. I'll find a lot of interest. One thing I don't understand is why landlords were kicking businesses out. I just, I, I don't get it. It's like, if we're in a pandemic and, and that's, a, you know, we're in a pandemic, everything's shut down. Why are you kicking a business out? When who's going to move right in there? Like you're crazy enough to do that, but even you're holding off a little bit. Why get rid of these guys? You know, we're both comics. Dangerfield's the oldest comedy club in America shut down. If you saw their rent, you're like, who's going to give you that at this moment? Yeah. I, you know, I, I will say this. I do know a few landlords in New York and and, and like you say, it doesn't make sense to kick somebody out because who the hell's going to pay you? <laughs> you still got to pay. Look, don't, don't get me wrong. I feel bad for landlords, especially in New York, because they still, the banks still need that nut every month. You still, the, the landlord's got to pay the banks. If nobody's paying them, that puts them in a spot. But I will say this, most landlords or many landlords that I know of in New York, they actually sat down with their tenants and said, look, we know the deal. Uh, let's make a deal. Let's let's come up with a bargain here. Can you get this amount to me over the next five or six months? 
I mean, I know a couple of club owners who have worked deals out with their landlords and their landlords were very lenient about this. So they're not all bad because shit landlords, they're just trying to keep their heads above water right now. Anyways. No, I get that. And ultimately it goes back to something that I was talking about before, which is giving out funny money, taking back a fucking asset which is what we saw in Las Vegas. People don't understand, like banks own giant neighborhoods in Las Vegas. Giant neighborhoods, because everybody in the 2008 went belly up and they couldn't do it. So that's my whole thing, man. If you're going to invest, get that that fixed mortgage. Hey, speaking of that, I got a quick story. All right. 2010, Atlanta, I'm in Atlanta, and things are just going south. I mean, four cloud closures, they're happening left and right. So my buddy says, Howie, I got a lady that needs some help with her back deck. Can you go help her? Because I used to I used to rebuild decks and stain, and I wanted to help her out. And she said, look, can you just fix this up? Because I'm leaving here in a couple of weeks. And I said, you're putting your house on the market? She said, no, no, I haven't made a mortgage payment in six months. And I said, what? She goes, no, no, the bank owns. And I've, this has been, this is, it's going to get officially foreclosed on in like a year. But she said, no, I'm not paying them anymore. I'm just living here paying the utilities. So I said, what are you doing? She goes, no, I'm just, I'm moving to Rhode Island with my daughter. And, uh, and I said, what's going to happen to the house? It was a nice house right in the middle of Buckhead. And she said, I mean, eventually the utilities will just shut off and it'll probably sit here for a couple of years. So I said, oh, do, you, do you mind if I move in? It was right after I got divorced. She said, <laughs> she said, no, no, absolutely. The house is beautiful. It's like three bedrooms, washer, dryer. Every, she goes, no, I'll just move the utilities over to your name. Move in. Sam, I moved over to that place. Uh, shit, I, mean, I was probably there like friends with everybody in the neighborhood for like a year. Was you know, and, until the sheriff's department came by and said, "Hey, uh, we're probably gonna come by in three or four months." So uh, yeah, you got till then. I nice show shit. Everybody was doing. It was like squatters heaven. Well, I mean, there's some places that if you squat, you can own the house. You just gotta go down to City Hall and be like, I live here now. And they'll be like, What? Yeah, my house. Look, banks will work with you. Banks will work with you because you gotta remember something. It's better that you live there and take care of the place than, you know, it turns into a crack house and all the windows get blown out and somebody blows it up. Or I mean, bears move in, like in D- Detroit, where like a fucking grizzly bear will be your neighbor. Yeah. What's that do yeah, to your yeah. value of your house? When you got a grizzly bear as a neighbor. That's got to be rough, man. You can't cook out. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you oh, they're fighting again over there. Should I say something? There's Don't no get feeling. involved, Sam. Don't get involved. Let the grizzlies work it out. But it, it was crazy, Sam. And across the street, there was a $700,000 house. And I met the husband. Same thing. He said, nah, man, we're going to stay here as long as we can until they kick us out. This guy hadn't paid a mortgage payment in about two years. I and- can't do that, dude. I just can't do that. <laughs> I, I just, I just like, I make, I, I would be driving myself crazy. Yeah. yeah I yeah. hate owing people money, dude. I no. hate, 
owing people money. So I have to work a lot. So I have to get a babysitter because I have two kids, right? I mean, yeah. like, it's so hard for one person to take care of twins. It's really hard. People don't understand that until they understand that, right? Once you have kids, yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. People, I have friends of mine who had kids right when I did. And they'd be like, dude, I'm swamped with these kids. With one kid, how are you doing two kids? I'm like, just, hey, it's like survive in advance, bro. Survive in advance. I saw a woman at the dog park the other day. And it's like, I'm like, I'm, I made them, you were there when that, okay. How, so just so you know, Howie Dewey worked with me in, in St. Louis. And he was there when I accidentally asked a woman how many months she, how, how pregnant she was. And she wasn't pregnant. I, I broke the golden rule that I never wanted to break. Right. <laughs> That's to this day. I've never, I never held my breath for two whole minutes. I had to leave, walk around the corner, put my face against the wall. And I just cried for two whole minutes. So, so I saw this woman the other day. I mean, like, this is the most pregnant you can look. And I, I didn't say anything because I have PTSDs from that moment. Right. Yeah, man. That was so, so she was with a little girl and my friend who, who had a boy who's two years old asked, Hey, how old's the girl? Uh, and I, well, I asked, how old's the girl? And she's like two years. I'm like, Oh, I just had twins. And she goes, I'm having twins too. I go, okay, now I can ask. And she goes, Oh yeah. How far I go, how far along are you? And she goes, uh, I'm uh, this far. She goes, what's it like to have twins? And I go, have you ever waited tables? She goes, yes. I go, having twins is like your section is always slammed. It's always slammed. It's never not slammed. You are just the, the host just keeps sitting people in your section. And no matter how much you refill drinks, they need more drinks refilled. That's yeah. what it's like to have twins. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so let's crazy. get into some stuff here, dude. I want to get into some stuff. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, might not understand what sectors are. What are sectors? Yeah, man, sectors are key. Look, look at it this way. Like, uh, uh, sectors are like this. Uh, different parts of the economy, like you have the oil sector. You have the technology sector. Okay, when you say sector, is that category? What, what do they category. mean by sector? Like, let's say, for instance, you, uh, it's five in the morning, kids are sleeping, you get on you porn. Okay. You know, you got, you got, like, you got Asian porn. You got, you got like, big girl. For MILF porn, yeah. stepmother son porn. Yeah. Uh, and let's say all of a sudden, uh, the day before, uh, there's a famous actress that got caught, I don't know, uh, getting gangbanged in the back of a trailer and somebody videotaped it and put it on the net. Everybody's going to voyeur porn to see her. So while everybody's going to voyeur That's porn, what, what's taking a hit? Nobody's That's watching it. stepmom porn. Yeah, I mean, that, I feel bad for the everyday chicks, right? But I also feel bad for the adult film stars. And a shout out to all the OnlyFans out there making that money. Make that money. Okay, so they're different categories, like almost like comedians. I'm known as a, uh, a dirty comic. You're known as a prop comic, okay? So we all have our categories okay we all have categories here okay hey mr johnson hey we're uh, doing something <laughs> a fucking prop comic thanks i appreciate that that's the best compliment i've had all oh, day oh yeah so listen so so these are different categories you can yeah. a sector is a 
category of the market. That's all, because you know, someone's you have oil, technology, pharmaceuticals, financial, which is all your banks, transportation, your airlines, utilities, uh, energy, huge one. So, in other words, this is what happens when you have a, a year where, let's say, technology stocks, stocks like Apple, uh, you could even say like Tesla, um, semiconductor, Intel, computers. When those stocks have a year where they go up 35, 40%, another sector doesn't go up because the money's being invested in technologies. Let's say oil, oil goes down 10%, doesn't have a good year. Okay, real quick. So let's get into the different ones. There's oil, there's tech, there's big pharmaceuticals, there's bio. Oh, is and pharmaceuticals and biotech are two different things. Yeah, they are. They are pharmaceuticals. You know, those are your Pfizer's, Bristol Myers Squibb, uh, Johnson and Johnson, uh, big large cap pharmaceutical companies. Uh, biotech, more specific. You have a company that's trying to come up with a pancreatic cancer drug, or uh, you know. Oh, I gotcha. And then yeah. there's utilities. Like I can invest in utilities. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, like PG and E and shit. Yeah, or electric, uh, anything like that. Yeah, utilities, power. That's crazy, dude. I, I really find that offensive that you can invest in our utilities because yeah. that makes them want to make a profit instead of just like, be, I mean, like, dude, I, I used to live in this place that was way up this hair, up this hill. I mean, way, I mean, we're talking like, Five flights of stairs, right? Sure. Uh, deep, deep in the Hollywood Hills. And they, they, dude, uh, the LA DWP would come by like, oh yeah, we drove by, we hit your meter. Like, that's impossible for you to hit the meter. You're lying right now because you have no clue where I live. Unless you got a fucking helicopter, there's no way you're doing drive-bys on my meters. And that, that's because they have to make profits. And that to me sucks. But if I'm investing, which is not my thing, I'm not a stock guy. Uh, that so seems you, like a good, good investment. Utilities are safe. Not a lot of volatility. They don't move up and down like tech or biotechs. They're pretty much flat, but they pay a good dividend. A lot of older people invest in utilities because look, everybody needs power. Every, you know, they pay a good yield. You can usually get a four or 5% yield out of it utility maybe a little bit of growth utilities are safe dividend is uh you the money you make back right now how often yeah. do you get paid in a dividend how often uh, do you get quarter. paid dividends quarterly like and you gotta remember not all stocks pay dividends like a stock that's a growth stock a stock like a tesla which has gone from 400 to 850 over the past four months it's a sexy stock you know they make uh they make uh energy saving cars they got a really cool ceo that likes to smoke weed uh people want to buy that 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 stock goes up but it doesn't pay a lot of dividend yield in other words every month you're only going to get a few cents out of that stock versus say something like a johnson and johnson or a halliburton an oil company those stocks may not go up a whole lot, but you know what? Instead of 25 cents every every uh, every three months, 
you're probably going to get two, three, four dollars. They pay a lot higher yield per stock. That's called a value stock. Yeah, it's a value stock. Okay. There's two types of stocks. You got growth, you got value. Growth okay. stocks, you might see the a little riskier. They go up and down. Value stocks don't go up as fast usually, but they pay a higher dividend. More Explain to me what penny stocks are. Penny stocks are something that that you really shouldn't invest in. I mean, uh, but what are they? Are they like what they call? And I don't want to get to Bitcoin yet, yet because we're gonna get into that a little bit. But in in digital coin, are they what they call shit coins? <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's a good example, man. A shit coin. Penny stocks are they trade over the counter pink sheets. They used to call them pink sheets. In other words, I'd get calls at the brokerage house and be like, "Hey, Howie, what's going on? This is uh, John Williams down in Florida." I got an unbelievable stock for you. We own five golf courses, which you were like, what? We own five golf courses. You get, you and your clients can buy in right now at 17 cents a share. Uh, we think this thing can go to a buck 50 over the next three months. What they are, they're pump and dump schemes, man. I mean, you can buy a, a couple hundred thousand shares of a, a 20 cent stock. Problem is with these penny stocks are, Let's trade, you, you try to sell out in three or four weeks and you're hitting the button and trying to sell. You can't sell because there's no buyer. So you're stuck oh, with it. Okay, it's that's zero. interesting. So for me to sell a stock, I have to have somebody who wants to buy that stock? Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you don't have a buyer, you, don't, you can't sell the stock. I did you know. not know that. That's, that's the whole key, man. You gotta, you can't, you, if you want to buy a stock, you can't buy that stock unless somebody's willing to sell it. That's the way it works. So you got to remember something. I have run into situations in the past where there's been a, I'll give you an example. A long time ago, there was a stock. It was trading on the NASDAQ at about 17 bucks a share, but they made like, they, they made wooden shelves or some shit in the volume. That's how much a stock is traded every day. The volume. You know, a stock might trade a million shares a day. You're usually not going to have a problem finding a buyer or a seller. But this particular stock, I would look and I'd be like, this thing only traded a thousand shares today. And I had a guy call in and he had like thousand shares of it. I tried to sell it. Couldn't sell it. Couldn't find a buyer. We finally got rid of it when the thing was down to like 11 bucks a share. It was a nightmare. I can't believe that. I just thought like the company gives you your money back or something. That's how <laughs> oh, dumb man. I am. You gotta, the whole key to the stock exchange is for every buyer, there's gotta be a seller. Every seller gotta be a buyer. Wow. Like, that's the yeah. Now we know and knowing is half the battle. That's a big one, man. Now, is there any examples off, off the top of your head you can remember of like the Michael Jordan of penny stocks were like people got in on this and it just exploded and now they're all trillionaires or like like there has to be some story out there of a billion dollar or like a penny stock that went huge and everybody invested in it exploded is there a story of that or is there not i don't know many penny stocks i mean i know there were some stocks there was a stock years ago called NVIDIA, and it was like a semiconductor stock, NVIDIA, NVDA. 
stock was trading at seven, eight dollars a share. I think it. I think it's around four or five hundred right now. Um, that if that thing went through the roof and just kept going and going and going and had contracts with everybody and their mother. Uh, a legit company. I'll give you another good one, Sam. I had a client that was given to me, and he had about. 50,000 shares of a company called Enron. Uh, Whoa. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. That Enron. It was an energy trading company, I think out of Houston. And the stock went from 10 to like 75, back down to 20 to 10. Once it got to like $2.50, the, the real bad news came out saying, the company's worthless so then so many people trying to sell that the company halted at 250 you couldn't sell it oh Impossible. my god that's gotta be the worst feeling no, yeah. ever and i had i had a dude come in and sit down at the table and i said and i, and I looked he had like fifty thousand shares you gotta remember this thing was trading at, at 50 uh the guy had what do you have he like over he had like two million dollars at one point and he sat there and looked at me and he said, I, I can't get out right now, can I? I said, no, man. No, you can't. And when the stock opened up, when the stock opened up, when they released it, it was trading at like 75 cents, something like that. He went from $50 to 75 cents? Yeah, look it up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. That, that, that happened with WorldCom. Same thing. WorldCom, Bernie Evers went from 25 down to 10 to 5 to 2 to all of a sudden it's non-traded. Yeah, that happens a lot, man. Okay. That's, here. Why, that, that's why the key is, well, I got you, always put in a good till canceled stop loss. What that means is this. You buy a stock at $10 a share. It goes to 40 you can call your broker or do it online. And you if you own it at 40, you put a good till canceled in at 30. That means no matter what happens, if the stock starts tanking and it hits 30, it triggers and it sells all your stuff. You're in cash. You don't have to Assuming worry about Assuming someone it. will buy it though, right? Yeah, absolutely. If no one buys it, you are effed. You That's are true. effed. Yeah. Dude, here's some here's some uh, famous penny stocks, even though none of them were actually pennies. It's very funny. I'm like, okay, that's not really a penny. But, okay, so here's one. Workhorse Group, Inc. On the, this is 2019. It began at under a dollar per share. It reached a height of $5.37 for a run-up of 726% in in. July, uh, July 2019, and by September 2020, it would trade as high as $31. That's crazy. Right? Yeah, That's have, nuts. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah, someone knew something. Someone knew something. Wow. I'll give you, I'll give you a good one. Uh, there's a company called VSX. Uh, I sent it to you the other day. I bought the company at a buck fifty, and I sold it at two dollars and one cent. Monday, made a nice profit. Buck fifty. It's a dry bulk shipping company. It's called Diana Shipping. Good company. 
So I sold it on Monday. It opens up Tuesday at $2.40, up 25%. <laughs> That's good timing. That's why I used to work with an old broker. He said, man, it's time in, not timing. Stay in. I sold it one day too short. Yeah, but that's all. It's like double Dutch, right? It's like you're just waiting for that time to jump in or jump out. Yeah. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. Okay. Here, uh, I guess we did enough of these. So I want to get into the next thing, which I find very, very interesting. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin. Okay. Bitcoin. And listen, guys, uh, we're going to go back, talk about these all the time. We're just kind of just uh, feeling these things out. Uh, Bitcoin, Tesla, and how they are similar and how they are different. What's yeah. your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you, here's how they're the same. They're both, they're both probably the two most popular, sexy investments going right now. Everybody and their mother wants a little Bitcoin. And the great thing about Bitcoin is, uh, you know, I talked to my buddy the other day uh, at one of the large brokerages, and he said, look, everybody can take 50 bucks a week, 100 bucks a month, and you can throw it in your own Coinbase account, and you can do what's called dollar cost averaging. You see Bitcoin go from forty thousand down to thirty-two, buy it, let it go back. If it comes back down, buy a little more. Uh, anybody can buy Bitcoin. Uh, it's like Tesla; they're both popular investments. Tesla went from four hundred to eight fifty. Everybody loves Elon Musk, man. He's like the coolest dude. Uh, He's got this car that who the fuck knows what it drives on? Oxygen, urine? I don't know. He's got some crazy car. He's, he's sending space rockets to like different planets. He's got a train that goes from what? Uh, you can go from LA to Vegas in like what, less than 10 minutes or some shit. Um, everybody likes it. Now, the crazy thing is most investment experts say that they think it's probably hit its peak. Um, it's trading way over value. Uh, I wouldn't buy it right now, but don't be surprised if it doubles again. Who knows? But those Who are knows, two, dude? Two similar investments, very similar. And Bitcoin, though, Bitcoin's different, though, right? Bitcoin's different than stocks. It's not Nothing the same yet. thing. No, no, not even. It's a totally different animal. And it's totally and Bitcoin is like it's reactionary to what the fed is doing okay the federal reserve and like we talked earlier with the fractional reserve banking right so like bitcoin's whole purpose was to set up a, a monetary unit which had only a certain amount of of actual units put out so so me like the fed as we talked earlier is just releasing all this all this money just like the the, the statistic came out that said 25% of the money circulating right now was printed in the last year, yeah. which lowers the value of each dollar to the point well, Bitcoin, where it's a penny stock. Bitcoin came out for one reason. Bitcoin came out as the alternative to what? Gold. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, it's, the, it's the answer to fiat money. Well, it's Bitcoin is basically something that they feel is going to be solid to invest in if the markets take a shitter. I mean, it's it's you know, what, what do people do when the market takes a dump? People buy a ton of gold. Gold. That's what they buy because it's tangible. It's a real thing. It's a it's a real thing. 
Bitcoin is kind of the alternative for that. And I'll tell you what, I've done a lot of research in the last week on it. And what's amazing is the amount of, of valid hedge fund managers, uh, big brokerage houses, JP Morgan, they got a $145,000 target on it. I mean, this it's, it's not a scam. It's a real investment. Um, and, and my boy told me, he said, look, it's something everybody should have a little bit of. You should buy it on the... Because bit of it, you know if you're gonna go to your wallet that's where you buy you know you get these apps man and these apps become like a wallet to you they hold your your thing like coinbase uh, eventually okay. we're gonna get a sponsor on here that but you know you're going i think coinbase is a great starters kit okay coinbase and blockchain oh uh, sorry I, I thought you were gonna say black chicks i'm like i'm all about that 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 too. that should that. be the name of my next comedy album. Co- uh, fucking Bitcoin and black chicks. That's what I have one right over here. Yep. I thought she's Middle Eastern, dude. And both, both. Oh, oh my God. She's got that wild, that wild. So myth. she's the blacks of the Middle East. Is that what you're telling me about? Yeah. That is dangerous and Absolutely. awesome all at the same yep. time. So, so, so people will go to their Coinbase wallet that's new and they'll see, oh my God. You know, Bitcoin is valued at, I think it's almost 40,000 right now, right? So, yeah. oh my God, it's 40,000. You're like, but you don't understand. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you can't buy part of a stock, can you? We'll get into that later. You actually can through something called an exchange-traded fund, an ETF. Okay. You can buy part of the stock, but we'll get uh, into that later. But you can with Bitcoin. Yes. Now yes, I know yes. the notion is you don't want to buy high, and I I, I get that because right now Bitcoin is at. Let me see, where are we at? Where my, where my, where my? Here we go. It is trading at on 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 Coinbase. It's trading at thirty nine thousand three hundred and forty three dollars. Okay. Now you see that you're like fuck. I don't want to buy. I can't buy a whole Bitcoin, but you can buy a part of it. But what Howie's saying is, do you want to buy high? Now, the question is, how high is this high? Is this the highest high? Which, and you talked about what I call these crypto pirates who are just like, they're just like, they're, they're all about digital currency, dude. And they live, breathe, and die this shit. The numbers they put out at is 300,000 a Bitcoin, $3 million a Bitcoin. And this guy who created Silk Road or got blamed for creating sick road, put out a number at $300 million. Cause it, the, 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 and we'll get into something. We're going to do it on tinfoil hat, the bank of international settlements, which is the bank that runs all of the federal reserves across all the world. Right. If that collapses, that's when Bitcoin will explode. But what happens is, is people are treating it like stock, which I totally get. But they're like, oh, it's really high. I must sell and I'll buy back later. But I just think it's just going to keep going up. I could be wrong. It it could. It happens a lot. It may keep going. You may never have a chance to buy it again. It could go back down to 10,000. It might go to 70,000. You don't know that. But one thing I'm going to ask you right now, Sam, you can tell these people this. You go in and buy Bitcoin. What's the most important thing that you don't want to forget? Your password. Tell them about that guy today, man. 
270 million. Yeah, dude. It's just unbelievable. I mean, dude, everybody's got a million passwords, unless you're an old dude who just has one and you're like, fuck it. But everybody has a million. Because I would do that. I would do that too. I would like create really weird passwords. Like they would always be something super sexual with a weird animal and then some weird number. Because I always thought Islamic jihadists were going to uh, hack my uh my my shit so i do something super homosexual because i know they hate the gay stuff you know so i'd be like power bottom 95 dot 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 right and something like that so they couldn't fuck with my shit because they're like oh no we will not do that not in the name of allah we will not i was like okay dude so leave my bitcoin alone right and um so, but some people don't write down. I write them all down, dude. I write them down. Yeah, well, well, there's a guy today that I read about 12 years ago. He bought, he bought, he bought basically, I want to say 30,000 Bitcoins or something. Because they were going for like $5, $10 each, whatever. Right. And the guy, the guy's got $270 million worth of Bitcoin, which he'll never be able to get because he'll never remember the password. Holy shit. How do you I don't know why you would create a system to not be able to, if you are the actual owner to be able to get in there. Man, he, he said that it was a complicated password that he came up with. He, he can't find it. He wrote it down. Wow. That's, that's a mistake. So if you guys are interested, I know I get hit up all the time. Look up Coinbase. Look up yeah. the Coinbase app. Now, I am using also, I use two other apps. I have the Edge Wallet, which allows me to buy a lot of um, uh, Monero. So I'm buying Monero. And then now I just had another, um, I just had another, I added another wallet and that is called Celsius. And the reason I like Celsius, and I want to get your opinion on this, Howie, Celsius is now paying me interest on my digital currency. So it's like a bank almost where I get money. Yeah. And now go on. So it's sorry. like money market. It's like a money market fund. It's like your savings account. With a what bank. is a mar money market fund? You have to assume everybody listening is retarded like me. So you have to break down any new terms you say. Well, let's say you have, uh, let's say you have, uh, uh, I don't know, let's say you got $10,000 in the bank. Um, basically, the bank will give you interest on your money. Uh, and, then, and the interest they get off of that is what they, they're making a little profit on, on things like treasuries and basically safe investments. I think the money market rate right now in the banks, shit, it might be, I'm guessing, I don't know, it's probably three or four basis points, maybe half a percent of a, of a percent. It's hardly anything, the bottom line is. Now, the interest rates are extremely low. You don't make any money right now. Not like in 1978, where you, if you had a CD or you had a savings account, you were making five, 6%, even higher. What's interesting about this, and, and I want to get your, and then we're going to do a couple questions. Uh, what's interesting about this is that if you have currency, digital currency in the wallet, they'll give you a loan at 1% on Celsius, 1% loan. Now, wow. my question to you 
is Howie. Is that like what they were doing with the houses where they, you could put, hey, dude, here's your stock portfolio. It goes down. You got to make up the difference. I don't know what the, I'd like to see what those loan, what, what it actually says. I mean, so in other words, you're telling me whatever you have, however much uh, coin crypto you have with them, they'll give you 1% interest also on it. I don't know if they give you the full value of your crypto or a percentage like 30%, 50%, 40%, whatever it is. Do you have your- to take a loan out against the crypto that you no, have the with crypto- Oh, is the cur- is the collateral? Okay, all right, it's a collateral. All right. So my question would be, how? What's I mean? How much loan can you take out if you got ten thousand dollars worth of crypto? Are they going to give you a loan for a hundred grand? That's a question, dude. That's they probably a got their own, they got their own crypto guys that come break your legs if you don't pay. It's a whole different ball game. This is nerd money, dog. This ain't this ain't fucking. This is nerd money, dude. That's beautiful. Okay, so here's some. We're gonna do this. So at the end of the show, we're gonna do the best that we can. Okay, with uh, answering your questions. All right, we're gonna do the best that we can. All right. Uh, again, these are just our thoughts. Anything you do should be researched by you. You should not make any kind of business decision without doing any kind of research. This is an entertainment show. Okay. You're taking two Dick Joe comics who have crippling vice addictions, okay? Nothing literal. Because when the New York City Health Department called me yesterday, she asked me 6,000 questions. And she said, are you okay mentally? She said, you live on the sixth floor? And I said, yeah. I said, don't worry. I'm, I'm thinking about jumping, but I probably won't. And she said, okay, now I have to send somebody over because I said, lady, I was just kidding. I, I'm a comic. I can't, she goes, you can't kid around. I'm going to have to send some cops over. Oh, uh, Howie, were they cool cops? They're they, all right. Man. Or were they just beat the shit out of you? Because they were no, they just, fans. Well, they showed up two hours later. So they were hoping that I jumped, actually. It's okay. New York right now. So here we go. Here we go. You ready for these questions? Here we go. Uh, so this is from Zoltan who's helping us with our logo. Okay. I have always, I have always just invested my 401k in a Roth IRA that I actively manage, but now I set up an E-Trade account to buy individual companies. And it would be awesome to have some breakdown, the important data functions that are available to the user to make a sound decision on the investment. Okay. So, yeah. Here's what he wants us to do. And this might be really interesting. Um, okay, I must. He wants us. This is what we're going to have to do on another day because we're going to have to. I might have to have somebody run this for us one day so we could go on e trade and see, okay, this is what this is, this is what that is, and how that is. Do you understand all that stuff? Yeah, he can set that up right now as a computer. He just has to find out what sectors he wants to get into. What's, what is he interested in? Because look, I give him credit. If he's got a he, what he did is he took his 401k, obviously, and he he moved the 401k into a Roth IRA. That's what he did. He converted it. Smart move. Smart kid. Um, so yeah, now he's got everything in a Roth. Now he's got everything in a Roth. He can do a lot of things in the Roth. He can buy mutual funds. He can buy ETFs. He can buy gold. He can buy Bitcoin. 
But what he wants to do, he wants to buy individual companies. Very smart move, if, especially the young kid. So he just needs to go out and, and talk to people, research which companies. Hey, look, oil is still down. Is oil a good buy? Probably is, man. It's gotten its hats kicked for the last two years. Buy a little oil. Um, uh, financial institutions. You want to buy a big bank? You think banks are screwing people, making lots of money? Ride the horse, man. Get on the bank train. Um, so I sent you. Do you have your phone by you? Yeah. I just sent you a picture. There's a couple things he has circled that he, he wants to understand what they mean. Can you see okay. it? I so just the, turned my phone on. Okay, take your time. Uh-oh. Take your time. Yeah, that's good, man. The kid's got a Roth eye. That's 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 smart kid right there. Because yeah, uh, I'm a retard. How old, how old's the kid around? I I don't know how old Zoltan is. He's a pretty, he's pre- fairly young because he's working in the digital world of uh of this certain company. So I uh he's got to be young enough to know how to do that digital stuff. I mean, we're both idiots here. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. All right. Did you email me or? or I just texted or, it to you. Okay. I got it right here, man. All right. Then why'd you ask if I emailed it to you? No, I got your tech. I just don't have the, I didn't get the text yet from you. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Did you open it? Uh, yeah. As soon as I get it. Okay. Uh-huh. It's at California, New York, uh, while you're looking that up, here's another question. This is from Matthew on the YouTube. Should I take out a, lar- a larger student loan and invest in an IRA or a mutual fund? Or is that a bad idea? Let me know, Sam. Well, you don't want to know from me. You want to know from Howie. What is your thoughts on that? No, man. <laughs> no, don't. Don't mess with your student loan, man. Don't. Because theoretically, uh, you take your student loan and invest it and all of a sudden we get a huge correction and bam, you're taking it hard, baby. That's, uh, that's something I would not, I don't think any advisor, maybe some shady cheesy ass advisor, but no, don't mess with your student loan, man. You, if you got a student loan, use that shit for school and, uh, get a part-time job, throw in 50, hundred bucks a month into an IRA and that's it, man. How all right. Early I got the stuff you right start an IRA. That's a great question. I think my kids are about to turn one. Can I buy them an IRA? That's a damn, yeah, that's something I haven't looked. I don't know how young, I mean, you can set up trust. All right, let's look it up. Let's look for it up. Kids. An IRA, it's probably working age. It probably, maybe it depends by steroid. All right, so the kids got Apple. Let's not get, Apple. If there's any personal information, don't give it out. But the things that he is, uh, He's circled. Let's explain those if we can. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's what he's got. Take a look at what he's got on there. Okay. So that's, that's Apple. 18. You have to be 18 to open an IRA. 18. That makes sense. Okay. So Apple is a stock, obviously Steve Jobs' baby. It's been around forever. Uh, Stock. I mean, probably the most, got to be one of the most successful tech stocks of all time. So, Sam, you take a look at the left part. You got open. The thing opened at $130.80 today. Uh, the day before, it closed at $130.89. Look at the volume that stock does. You're never going to have a problem buying and selling Apple. Stock did uh, 22,840,000 shares. Enormous. And is that one day? Yeah, that's one day. Um, 
average volume, now the average volume on that thing over 10 days is 108 million shares a day. It's wow. average volume uh, wow. on a daily basis. Look at the market cap on that, 2.2 trillion shares. What does that mean, market cap? Now, to get market cap, you take the, uh, you take the price of the stock, $130.80, and you multiply that by the outstanding shares. Whatever the hell that outstanding shares, it's, it's got to be. Where do you find the outstanding shares? Uh, if you look up in the right corner, it says shares outstanding, 17 billion. So obviously, if you take 17.0 billion and you multiply that times, uh, you multiply that times, what the hell, shares outstanding times, times the price, 130, that must give you 2.2 trillion. It's a lot of numbers, baby. But that's, I'm gonna tell you 17 bill times two point, or times 130, it's gonna give you $2.2 trillion. Okay, that's well, let's the, do this that's again. The market cap. That's how much the whole company is worth. That's that's the word. 2. That's, 2 that's how much trillion, the company. Two point two trillion. Yeah. That's what the that's what Apple, Apple is worth. Apple is worth two point two trillion. Yeah, if you wanted to buy it, that's what you would need. Oh my God, that's crazy! A lot of money, man. Okay, a lot of cash. Now you you go look the days range. It went from one twenty nine sixty to one thirty one. Didn't move a lot. You look at the 52 week in the last 52 weeks, the stock, the low was 5335, the high was 13879. Holy wide shit. range. Gone up quite a bit. So then you look at the shares outstanding, 17 billion shares outstanding. So now, market cap, you get what? How do you do market shares times what again? Available you take, stock? You take 17 billion and multiply it by 130. Where'd you get the 130? Oh, the two of them together? Yeah, the price of the stock. Oh, and that, okay. And that's going to give you about two trill. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that a lot. Shares outstanding is total shares, right? Not shares not bought, right? Yeah, shares out. How many shares are out there? Oh, how many shit. shares? Yeah, shares are, how many shares there are of, of Apple? 17 billion shares. Uh, okay. Now we know, dude, this is what the show's about. Right. Now, beta. Beta is real simple. Beta is basically how much a stock moves. Like, the average beta is one. That's 1.7, which means Apple's going to have a little bit more volatility than your average stock. The lower the beta, the less that stock's going to move. It's going to be less volatile. You take a stock that moves a lot, it's probably going to have a beta of, of two or above. Uh, so and that's a, a below two is good. Above two, well, is not not good. What? Like you, you, you take a person that 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 likes a stock that moves, that wants to be able to trade, and they want a high beta. They want that thing moving. You take a stock that doesn't move a whole lot, pretty steady. It's going to have a beta of around one, maybe a little less. Interesting. So apples, apples are fairly. The stock is volatile. It moves. All right. Now you get the next thing. You get PE. P.E. is the price of the stock divided by the earnings per share. So if you take 130, Sam, the, the price of the stock, and you divide 130 by $3.28, okay, 
you are going to get a PE of 40, which is and, good. Apple's actually a stock that it actually pays a dividend. So what is EPS? What is that, that number? Earnings per share. How uh -huh. much earnings? For every share of that stock, what does it what does it make? It has an earnings of three dollars and twenty eight cents. Wow, that's not, okay. Which brings us to the next thing: the dividend yield. Okay, the dividend yield is not that high. Makes money though because it has a 063 percent dividend yield, which means the stock actually makes money. You see where you see that slash, and then you see twenty cents next to it. Yeah. Every three months, you're going to get a dividend of twenty cents on every share. If you own five shares of Apple, you're going to get a dollar every three months. Yes. All right. That's a, that's a dividend. That's, that's the yield. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. And it, the, the next X dividend date that we don't even know that. But the, the bottom line is the next earnings come out January 27th. That'll be a big day for Apple. Now, now here's what you remember about that, especially if you're trading stocks, that's a scary date, uh, January 27th, because if you look at the stock, couple days before the earnings come out and you see that stock starts going up that means somebody knows something that means that the earnings are probably going to be pretty good and you know you might want to sit back if you see the stock dropping right before the earnings come out that might tell you that hey man maybe earnings aren't going to be very good so you know dude thing. i think we should spend the time just going over this whole thing next week just the whole thing. Cause I think this is important for people to know. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I yeah. wish we would have started this earlier. Cause I got a jam. Now Zoltan, I know you're like, come on, man, you're getting in the middle of it. I know I have a business meeting that's starting in eight minutes. So yeah. I have to take this business meeting, but what I do want to do is uh, follow this up next week. And I think answering your questions is a big part of this whole thing. So yeah. uh, fun with this. We can have fun with this. We got we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah. Howie, you did great. It's always a pleasure. We're gonna get more into that. So don't listen, this this podcast just started, okay? Stop acting like oh good, good to this. It just started. This thing will be going on for the next four years. We got yeah. so much to talk about. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy we're the ride. We're going to have vice presidents just getting out of Rikers Island telling us what went wrong. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, I mean, for sure, dude. For sure, dude. I know Camille Harris will be going, will not be vice president, but that's not the point. Listen to me, buddy. Uh, final thoughts, my friend. Hey, man. It's, uh, it's going to be a wild week next week. It's going to get crazy. You're going to see the market all over the place, especially with the Washington, D.C. shit going on. Yeah. You got earnings coming out. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a wild week in the market. It's going to be cool. Well, Howie, you did great as always. This has been fun. Uh, the little show that could, uh, this is cash daddies. Okay. Um, we're going to be creating a cash daddy, uh, Twitter account. And we'll be, uh, if you want to email us, I started this, send us your questions. Uh, send it to, uh, cash daddies at gmail.com okay cash daddies at gmail.com send us your your questions and we will we will answer them for sure we'll also set up a uh, twitter account for uh the cash daddies and uh we'll answer your questions at the end of every show we'll spend about half an hour answering any questions you guys might have 
And I hope you guys enjoy the show. The show is a work in progress. I'm excited about it. I learned a lot today. Uh, I hopefully won't forget it. And if not, I can go back and listen to the show. Howie, thank you for doing the show. And uh, Howie, where can they find you? They can find uh, Howie Dewey on Instagram, Howie Dewey on Twitter, Howie Dewey at Bad Fast, because Bad Fast just dropped last week. Oh, shit. Bad Fast, a new podcast. It's stories about when shit goes bad fast. It does, when stuff goes really bad, really fast. Howie, you're the best, dude. 607 for life. Guys, I love you all very much. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk soon. Take care, everybody.